Episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I was Gaz, but now remain Gaz. No, you're, you're Dan. <laughs> you're Dan. Sometimes, and we're going to just do an old-fashioned episode here. You can probably tell by the title. So what we're going to do is going to watch some trailers. Does the title just say old-fashioned episode? It says ye old-fashioned episode. <laughs> I knew it. And yeah, talk about trailers and talk about Imperial March, which will be the meat and potatoes of today's part. Do not forget. You can go to... And I believe I coined that term. You did coin And I've not term. seen it anywhere else, so I'm very happy about it. I'm, I, you know what? I don't think I have seen it any, anywhere I'm, else. I'm, people missed the low-hanging fruit on that one. I'm surprised Disney missed the low-hanging fruit on Imperial March. Like they need to promote Star Wars. No one's watching it. No one's marketing. <laughs> um, go to www... Go to www.talknerdy.uk. Don't forget to email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us, send us ideas that you want to hear us talk about or give some feedback... There's a lot of you out there, as can be seen by the stats. Um, go on the socials as well, at UK Instagram, we always put up like memes, but also stuff that you won't see on the Facebook, which is like uh, our cosplay of the week. And, our, and exclusive memes. And yeah, and tattoo of the week. Whereas Facebook actually does have more memes. Yeah, it gets more memes, the Facebook, if you like that. Uh, and don't forget, we do have a TikTok as well, where I do 60-second comic reviews, which proved to be quite popular i've not seen any of them so i don't know oh you're missing out <laughs> so we're gonna go into trailers first so what's our first trailer down spider-man across the spider-verse okay. official trailer too yeah this is the second That's the name on, on youtube yeah this is the second trailer all these trailers are available to watch on talknerdy.uk slash trailers but yeah let's uh before we hit play on this yeah i think Hag- hagrid was watching the was it the indian version because I watched... Why does he do that? I, well, I don't think he did it on purpose. He's watched, like, the Brazil... He's the one who ruined the Spider-Man for me. <laughs> yeah. But we were, I watched it and I went, oh, my God, that was so good. I got so excited by one point in particular, which we'll talk about afterwards. Oh, God, yeah, I remember this. But then he was like, yeah, when Toby and Andrew were in it at the start. And I was like, no, they what weren't. And I had to watch it, like, three more times. I was like, what has he seen that I'm not? And he followed the link that I'd sent him. But got the Indian edit, so it had this extra, like, not even, it wasn't animated, like Spider-Man. It was just cut just from clips films. from their movies. And that's not been in any other version, so I don't know if they're going to be in this movie or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they've, like, really, like, realised that you shouldn't have gone, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, yeah. And so... they forgot to tell India. <laughs> <laughs> well, they forgot to tell Brazil last time. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second trailer. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Wah! Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. I love the animation in this. It's so consistent, but it's just hard to pin down. It's so original, isn't it? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am... Oh yeah, this isn't in that other trailer. It's not funny. I've never heard of Spot. Oh, I have. But it is a, it is a funny concept. A and AP that's my little man. And a B in Spanish. Ooh, okay. My, are you trying to meet that? That's what he was saying. I hope he 
to you. I hope he's the main yeah, villain, he, Spot. No, he's not. <laughs> Is that Haley? Don't never remember her name. No, Hayley no. She plays Kate Bishop. Oh, I think she is. Seinfeld, not not Seinfeld, but something like that. I hope PS One Spider-Man gets lines. Mm. Nice little Doctor Strange reference. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. Oh, there he is, 616 Spider-Man. No. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. Is Miguel O'Hara part of the 616 continuity in the comics? Spider-Man 2099 is weird. It considers itself. I think when it was written originally, it was meant to be just, yeah, the future of 616. I can't do that. But obviously we're getting closer to that year. I think they realise that it's not. I mean, we're not really that close. <laughs> we are. It's 2099. 70 years away. Have you seen what they can do in 2099? <laughs> we are not 70 years away from that. He looks a bit like a vampire. And that's, uh, there was a meme we put up where he, he looks like Morbius. Yeah. Morgan. Going to Miguel. All over everyone's O'Hara. Mm. <laughs> PS4 Spider Man there as well. I think they've overdone that now, you know. No. What's Horse Spider Man at the end? I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. Horse Spider Man. Well, Spider Horse is not even Horse Spider Man. That makes no sense whatsoever. What a random, like. Fucking advert to put at the end just for a PS5. Like, I know it's Sony, but. Change it. So, that was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, official trailer 2. What did you What did you reckon? It, like, from the second I saw I was hyped for it anyway, but it, it made me so much more hyped. I was I was so nervous because obviously the first one's so good. The first and, one's perfect. And this is. My favourite Spider-Man is, film. Yeah. And then this is just a sequel. And sequels are never as good as the first one. But. There's something really like pulling me in that is making me go, but this could be one of those sequels. Spider Man 2. Spider Man 2, I was going to say. Yeah, Spider Man 2. Very, very close um, relation there, just another Spider Man franchise. Is Spider Man one of the only franchises where it can better itself because you just enjoy it so much and it's got so much to play with? Yeah, although a bit of a contrarian opinion, I prefer Spider Man 1 to Spider Man 2. Okay. When I was rewatching them ahead of um, No Way Home, I was like. Yeah, they might be nostalgia. I don't know, but I just I'm I'm much preferred. I know what you mean because I think when I rewatched them, I I enjoyed. I think I just enjoyed Green Goblin. First one's great, so good. But the animation still looks good. I can't wait to see all the stupid little things they've hidden away in it. <laughs> I know. They're not showing too much. We just by the looks of it, it sound looks like he's they're showing the most chaotic bits, which reveals none of the narrative. Yeah, which is what for Sony that's a really good trailer. Because it's usually like, now, the trailer! And you come away knowing the, the whole plot of the movie, film. Yeah. I feel like the the story is that he finds out, you know, everyone loses someone and that's how they become Spider-Man. Like that. So he lost his uncle. And I think he finds out that there is a way to stop it. And For like, everyone? No, for him. He's oh. like, he figures out he can use the technology they have to all meet up across multiverses to go to save his uncle. And then they think they're like, well, no, you can't do that. Of oh, course, 
absolute chaos. You're I didn't uncle. get that from the trailer. Did you, no, it's, well, why, I think it's so. Or someone is it's to stop someone from dying. Either I think he's trying to bring back his uncle, or he find he's going to find out one of his parents are definitely going to die. And I think he's trying to stop it. It's a bit Doctor. Maybe Grish. like out, outside opinion, <laughs> it could be his universe of Spider Man because he doesn't want to be Spider Man. Because his Peter Parker dies. Then. Yeah, his Peter Parker died. To be fair, he could have like a like a crisis of 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 a uh, confidence and be like, I'm sh- I can't be Spider Man. I'm not ready. I need I need this universe as Spider Man back. I'm trying to remember if in the comics they did bring him back, but I don't think they did. I think they did. The thing with the Ultimate Universe is when you die, you died. You didn't come back. Well, okay. So, That's what I was going to ask, actually. So I've got, I've got Ultimate Spider-Man 1 up there that I've not read yet. Yes. That I got from um, Midtown. And... Just dropping that in there. Yeah, I went to New York. I've not spoken about it. No. But what happened was... Um, so is that set in the same universe as Miles Morales, but before? So Miles... Is that the yeah. Spider-Man that dies to make yeah. way for Miles Morales? The Ultimate Universe was a separate universe, which is more gritty, and had other stakes, like they all agreed when they wrote it that if someone dies, they die. They are not coming back. They stay dead. They stay dead. So they made Miles Morales from this. You know, Peter Parker dies, he rises. So if I were to read Miles Morales' comic, it would be set after that Ultimate Spider-Man that I've got on my bookshelf. Yes. In the but, same universe. But at some point, then Secret Wars happened... And they got rid of a load of universes, and because again they kind of wrote themselves, paint themselves into a corner. Right. Okay. They killed all the characters, <laughs> and they didn't. I mean, as much as they have an abundance of characters, who are like no one really wants to see a gritty version of um, fucking some C-list character. I don't know. Um, so they just kind of like Modok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gritty Modok. So they just kind of just decided to kill all of the universes. But during the Secret Wars event. People jump to universe. Right, so some of the characters got saved. So Miles is now in 616, and I don't think he oh. knows that he was ever in the Ultimate Universe. I think it kind of like, it's one of them really high level comic things where a very higher up being helped move him, put him in there, and then they wiped there and redid their timeline. Right, okay. Reconned it, so he's always technically been there. That sounds cool. I think I need to catch up because I kind of. I don't. I think I went to read the comic after Secret Wars, and then there was a massive, massive delay on it. Like the person drawing it and the person writing it just kept, kept the schedules conflicting. I think issue one and two came out three months apart, and then when issue three came out another four months later, I think Marvel got involved and just like fuck off. <laughs> you can't. This is a big property, and you're really fucking up, fucking with it. And I think fired one of them. One wow. of them had to walk away. But that, thankfully, has not affected the movie. No, which... I can't believe it's here already. I know. It kind of feels... Like, I, I forgot about it. Like, I remember I remember the final the second one was coming out. Because the teaser trailer came out, I think, a couple of years ago. No, the te- yeah, the teaser came out last year, and it was just Was it just the, last year? I don't even think it was... Was it even... Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was footage, and it was just, like, it all flashing between the colours, and then it came up the Spider-Man logo. No, it had Gwen in in his room saying something to him. It was, oh, it was yeah. like a little bit. It was like a little bit of a scene. That was that was yeah maybe. But they've done quite a, a year good ago. job of like, well not Sony per se, but like Marvel keeping their properties going to to drown out the fact that everyone's waiting for this movie. Yeah. And then it comes back and you go, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about this, and it's round the corner now. Like it's like a month away. Yeah. Just over a month away. Are we having a Spider-Man party? Yes. We're we gonna watch Spider-Verse the first one before we go watch this one. I'm going to. Yeah. I've yeah. only seen the first one twice. 
Fuck. How do you do this? Because I'll ruin it for myself. I can't just endlessly watch the same movie over and over I, again. I, like I, you. I think I've watched it like 20 odd times. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I saw it once in the cinema when it came out. Um, I went to cinema four times. <laughs> <laughs> so I've definitely seen it more than 20 odd times. And then I watched it maybe a couple of years ago. It's been about two years since I've seen it. How have you not like gone door to door with it on DVD and go, hi, have you heard the good word? <laughs> because I don't want to kill it for myself. I well, like... how? Because it's, there's so much to watch and there's no way you've seen everything in that film because there's so many little No, mistakes. I know, but, but like the, the bits that I hang on to, like, you know when you watch, you're in, you're in around VHSs? I, I, yeah, I was there. I was born. With... <laughs> you were born with a VHS in your hand. Yeah, um, so, I came out like a VHS. So like you, you'd have to like fast forward through the adverts at the start for upcoming movies. Yeah, and there'd be so. I'd, sometimes I'd just let it run, like just watch the trailers, like even though I'd never have any intention of seeing the film, mm. but I'd know those lines off by heart. And you know, do you know when you hear a line over and over and over and over again said in exactly the same way? Yeah. And then you hear it in a movie, and it's like, oh, it's, it annoys you because you know it. Like, well, no, inside well, no, out. that's a jumping. Why it annoys it, me? And yeah, because it because getting like repetitive. When I, when I know the inflection of a of a line so well, at, like for example, we said this on the Tell Me Again podcast. I used to have a video. I can't remember what it was, but we did a Christmas special last year on um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm. I'd never seen the movie until then, but I knew the trailer for it like off by heart. And the bit when he's in the courtroom going, "He only flies on Christmas Eve." <laughs> <laughs> that just lives in my head. So when it came when it, so when it came on on the movie, and I was like, oh, "That just irritated me." So so the the, the parts I do remember. The line readings or whatever, or like scenes I remember really well. They go if if I know it too well, I'm just I get bored and annoyed when I it happens. I don't know how you do that. Like, right. So the best example I've got of that is I used to know the film Space Jam off by heart. Yeah. Because I watched it every fucking day. I loved it. I knew the film off by heart, and I swear to God, if you put it on now, it would take a few lines. But I'm pretty sure I could start then reciting it as it happened with the inflection. No, I no. Tr- At I, no point do I go. This is annoying. I have loads of movies that I can do that with, but it's usually movies from when I was much younger, and it's like late. Like, surely you find songs annoying then that you sing. No, it's to? different. That's it's meant to be like that. I can. So what? Sorry, it's meant to be like that. I, 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 words I, in films should be forgettable. It's obviously no. It's a different thing. Is that I can listen to a song ten times in a row and be like, yeah, I love this song. If I watched a movie ten times in a row, I'd be so fatigued by it because it's such, it's such a big undertaking. It's like a three minute thing versus like a two and a half hour thing. Mm. I, mm, all right, but I still think it's it's odd that you get actually perturbed by it. Whereas I, I would happily if you again put on Pirates of the Caribbean, know every word. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, but that's a movie from when you were younger, and I get that. Every movie's from when I was younger. No, I know. I'm gonna have a film from when I was older. But it makes you feel nostalgic, doesn't it? Because like I've got movies like I think Shrek I could do it with Toy Story One, the first Pokemon movie I used to watch in my head when I couldn't sleep because I knew it that well. <laughs> So I do have movies like that, and they don't annoy me because it makes me feel nostalgic. How did, how did Hagrid go this long without seeing the film? Like, did you see that in the he chat? He just recently watched Pokemon. He watched the, the film, yeah, for those um, listening who have no context. For those that. of you who aren't in our group chat. <laughs> Hagrid loves Pokemon and only saw the film when he was three years old, and it's only just rewatched it again. I just don't understand how that's happened. I know, it's a great movie. I don't know. I feel like I need to rewatch it because I remember walking out and I was a bit disappointed. Oh really? I was, fucking loved it. It was just too dramatic. I wanted some fun. It was not fun. It's not soft fun, but then it gets gritty. And... That's what I mean. If you want fun, watch the TV show. It was like... There needs to be higher stakes in the movie. Yeah, but I want it to be exciting high stakes, not like morbid high stakes. Like fucking meowth. 
the entire way through that film is like saying like this he might as well have a cloak over him and be like oh yes and say he says this really deep stuff all the way through yeah at the end yeah where he's, he's really monologue. like meow <laughs> no because he speaks he doesn't never says meow he does say meow and then he goes meow that's right that's the only yeah, time that's, he, what I mean. that's the only time he says it Oh, I don't know. And I feel like every Pokemon movie, it's like, uh, well, who should we have as the antagonist? Hmm, how about Mewtwo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's original. Like, every fucking... Well, I think he's only in two, isn't he? Which two? He's in the first one, and the second one, I think, is the Legendary Dogs. So, like, Entei and Suicine and, right. and that. And then I think three is the return of Mewtwo. Yeah. I don't know if he's in anymore. Have you not watched Detective Pikachu? Yeah, but like he's not that's really in it much, though, is well, he? That's it's him again. He's the bad guy. No, the bad guy is losing your father in that movie, and then <laughs> the hero is regaining your father at the end. <laughs> and really, isn't the regaining your father at the end the real friend? The friend you, you made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're excited for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Uh, next trailer is the Marvels. We're going to do the Marvels. Yes. The Marvels, which uh, I I actually have only watched this trailer the one time. I have, and I'm wondering, I know we're not going to watch this today, but if it's going to tie into Secret Invasion at all. Right. It was there. It's there. Left. Look. Left. What, the? The Marvels. Oh, yeah, it is there. Because um, Nick Fury's in both. It's the one. It's in the middle there. That's um, Secret Wars. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no, Marvel Wars. Yeah, that's Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah. So is it that one? And, uh, Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it's that one. Sounds. That's such a Star Trek space station. What the hell are you doing? Entering the checkpoint perimeter. Better get you some readings, Fury. I do love it when there's... It makes me feel quite sad when a, when a movie comes out now based around someone who featured like heavily in the Infinity Saga. It makes you it makes me yearn for the for those years. For the Infinity Saga. Yeah. But... Nick Fury's quite a good anchor for that, isn't he? Yeah. Where's Captain Rambo? Rambo. It's got to be the first character from what the? the TV shows who's made it into the movies. Well, both of them are. Kamala was obviously. No, I know, but Rambo was in One Division ages ago. Oh, I where you mean like Lydia? Yeah, where, yeah. It, where it's quite a quick turnaround for. Um, I suppose it Ms. is. Miss Marvel. I love this concept. Goose! (laughs) (laughs) I loved all the cultural stuff in um, Miss Marvel, it was awesome. No, yeah, it was bang on. How did Rambo get a power? I can't remember. Um, she... She's the kid in um, Captain Marvel, isn't she? Yeah. So Rambo got her powers by... She forced her way through Wanda's vision. Oh, shit, yeah. And it changed her. And we don't know how or why it changed her. But we just know it's kind of like... So why is she a Marvel? 
Well, I think she's a she's a Marvel because of. I, I mean, because Ms. Marvel is a stan of Captain Marvel, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. If if it's not like a, she's the daughter, if not a little bit sad. She's the daughter of Ms. Marvel's best mate, and I think she has similar powers now because of how how her powers work. Mm. Like the way Ms. Marvel's powers work is, she can transfer energy from other from other is it dimensions or multiverses and she and and force out of her yeah. hands right and she's also and also she can just transfer energy Ms. Marvel the little one her powers are actually in the comics they just wrote it like she was inhuman but then they realised that they could be lazy because when she would grow and get big and when she would get small her clothes did as well so people were like <laughs> going how the fuck does that work so then they made out that she her power is that she gets her power from other dimensions mm-hmm. and she can pull on the, the bangle, isn't it? Yeah. Via the bangle. Well, she's a mutant as well. She's a mutant we, in the we, we we know. working in the MCU. In the MCU. So she gets her powers from she pulls from other universes, uh, other multiversal versions of herself to be able to do things, to be able to do these things. So with Rambo, I'm assuming it's gonna be that's the link. And then that's maybe why they're jumping about everywhere, because there's something it is, it is a cool concept the way there's three of them and they've, like, they've all swapped. Because that seems like it should be the hardest thing to do because it's like, okay, two of you have swapped but then the other one's going to swap with someone else and the other one will end up back where they were. Mm. But it's like, what, Miss Marvel swaps with Ram- Rambo, Rambo swaps with Captain Marvel. They don't all swap at once so if she... Yeah, they don't know which one it's going to swap with yeah. so like... There was a bit where Rambo and Ms. Marvel were sat in the living room and she went, what, like this? And you use a power and they went, no! And she swapped with Captain Marvel, but obviously Rambo's still there. Yeah, yeah. So it, I don't know if it's... She swaps... I don't know if she swaps with Captain Marvel because that seems to be consistent. Do you, do you reckon they'll, they'll harness the ability to do it? So they'll use that as part of their, like... Because it looks like they're going to be a team going forward, kind of like the Fantastic Three. <laughs> well, yeah, and whether that part, part, of their, part of their combat will be that they can swap no, I think at, that, at will. I think the film is them trying to get rid of this link between them because or control it. It's all control. It, I, I think it'll be control. I think it'll be getting rid of it altogether and just focusing on because I think the reason it's happening is someone's fucking with them or what with one of them. Someone's trying to like do something to Captain Marvel. Who though? Because Kang's the big bad, and we don't, we don't know how the fuck that's going to go down with what's happening um, with Jonathan Davis. Kang can't do that. That doesn't seem to be within his skill set. Why would Kang not want to do that? I mean, he likes toying with people, so I guess he could. But I'm just thinking of him just harnessing the power of being able to to jump. It's the multi. It's, we're talking about the multiverse saga. If Ms. Marvel's power is to take from other multiverses, Captain Marvel's takes from other dimensions. And there's going to be some other variant of the word dimensional multiverse. So maybe Ramos takes from the universe itself. Yeah. He might want something like that in order for him to take he's, over he's the multiverse. It out or something. Yeah. Yeah. It might be something like that. If he can swap with other variants, if his variants around, that's what he'd want. It's true, but it's, but it's all conjecture. It is. It's all conjecture. Ah, speculation. <laughs> Wild speculation. Wild speculation happening. But I think it looks good and funny and like. I am most looking forward to Kamala and Goose. <laughs> I think that I think Goose is great, and I just yeah, I'm just dead excited. I'm just really, really excited. It does I'm, look good. I'm, I'm, I'm amped up for the movies. I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why people are giving this hate, but it's because these people who are giving it the hate are the same people who are like, "Oh, Harley Quinn is shit. Oh, 
me, 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 Fans ruin most things. They ruin Star Wars, they ruin wrestling, and they ruin this. <laughs> so if this was called the Iron Man's, they'd be all for it. <laughs> the Iron Man. The Iron Man's. But no. It's because it's, it's not really a sequel to Captain Marvel. It's kind of like, it's just a team-up movie. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with Captain Marvel, because there's been a long gap now between... When... Yeah, when was the first one? So the first one's set in the 90s. No, like... Yeah, but the first one's set in the 90s, out? and then she disappears for all that time, and then she comes back just for Endgame. Without having aged? Is that one of her powers? She yeah, essentially. Yeah. And then she goes, comes back for Endgame, and then she goes... During Endgame... Sorry, she yeah. She comes back for the beginning of Endgame, and then she disappears for most of that film, which that's set over five <laughs> years. So she disappears for like five years again, and she comes back to, to beat up Thanos... And she disappears again. Yeah, it's whether or not we'll see what she's been up to in that time. I know, that's what I think. I think there's so much untapped potential of you could have literally Captain Marvel the show and it'd just be like this sci-fi police show. (laughs) Hey there, guys, it's Jay, and I'm here to tell you in this little commercial break to go listen to our band, Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Knobs. So, if you like music like this, or maybe music like this... Maybe you want to check out our brand new single, You Don't Want to Know, and I Don't Want to Talk About It. You should go on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, and search for Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Knobs. The link is in the description below. Please do it, because essentially it's the closest thing to a Patreon. You listen to our music, it streams, we get some monies. So, yeah, go listen to our band, enjoy our music, and if you want us to play your hometown, email talknetheuk at gmail.com. Peace! Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you don't watch it. You don't watch Solar Opposites, do you? No. There's like this, uh, like a cutaway they do sometimes for a whole episode called the Space Police or Silver Police or something. It's like they're all in space. And it's just like so fucking weird. And that's what that's what they could do with the Marvels. Oh. So, again, another one looking forward to. I can't remember when that comes out. It said November at the end of the trailer. November. Yeah. So we've got Guardians this year. Well, next month. Guardians, Spider-Man. Well, like next week, is it? Yeah, Guardians is soon. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and then this. I think that's all the movies for the year, isn't it? I've heard. I've not heard a spoiler for Guardians, but I have heard something that has made me go, what the fuck? And someone's put a, a, a review up, like a... Like a, gen, a genuine reviewer saying there might be questions over the animal cruelty in this film. It'll be CGI though. Oh yeah, I'm, uh, don't get me wrong. They haven't like gone and. So what's the fucking question? No, but it's I so think dumb. it's just like the depiction of it. Mm. So I don't know if it's gonna be grim to watch, but I don't know. I am looking forward to that though. I'm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to feel again. I'm ready to for there to be a perfect trilogy of films in my lifetime. Uh, the Captain America trilogy. Yeah, the first Back one. Back to the Future. Back to the Future is a great trilogy, but I, even I will admit it's not perfect. Wow. Even I will admit it's not perfect. Wow. And if you include the Guardians as the third installment, uh, the Christmas special as the third installment, it's already perfect. <laughs> that is not the third installment. Oh, it's so good, though. I watched that about three times, four times, I think, over Christmas altogether. Oh, hold on. So Why are you allowed to rewatch that one loads of times? Because that's only like 40 minutes long. 40 minutes? That yeah. isn't a three minute song, and it's, Dan. it's Christmas as well, isn't it? Oh, yes. It was instant Christmas cheer. The soundtrack's great. Right. The song's in it, that's it. I wanted to listen to the soundtrack, which is acceptable. Right. Final trailer 
is the Ahsoka trailer. We're going to do a Secret Invasion, won't we? What? Secret Invasion's there. No, we're going to do I, Secret I said, I said we're not. No, yeah. God, Jay, we're not watching it, okay? <laughs> I'm not that arsed about that, to be honest. I don't know how I feel. It looks good. It, look, actually, it, look, it looks quite espionage but like I can't quite tell what it's going to be about. It's, it's a story that when it happened in the comics, I could not give a shit about. <laughs> I hate... Like, the things I hate in life are... Cool. I shit myself then. Look at that. That's obviously a fan-made one. Yeah. It's got Darth Maul in the Don't Sunday do one. that to me. <laughs> Why did you put that one on? I haven't. You have? I haven't. Okay, press play. I flicked over to it and back again. Okay. Because it was starting to play. Okay. Get ready for Maul. <laughs> are you ready? Something's coming. There's a character I noticed in this after rewatching it, after seeing The Mandalorian. Something dark. Is it? Well, now I, see, I, see I do have spot, seen Mandalorian. See if you spot so... them. The lightsabers are anger Paul. But the white. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Because <laughs> there's two of them. Oh, okay. And one is shorter than the other. So some. That Sabine casting's Ooh. great. Looks yes. just like it. I know. We haven't seen Jason, have we? Jason? Yeah, um, uh, Hera's daughter, Hera and Kanan's. Uh, oh, son, yeah. son, son, even, sorry. I wonder if that's what it's about, trying to find him. No, it's about finding Ezra, isn't it? No, because Ezra's here. He's not, not in the trailer, but he's in it as a hologram. Yeah, I think it's like, this is what he looks like, trying to find him. Lazy Mix came back to voice Thrawn as well. Wait, so someone's playing Thrawn, but not voicing him? No, it's the voice actor from Rebels playing him. Oh, is he? Yeah. Orange lightsabers. I don't think that should be Hera. Don't it, think should right, be Hera. so have you heard the thing about the orange lightsaber? Yeah, it's like they're not quite Sith. They're just saying they're a different kind of force user. And also, someone pointed out, like, in the original... I think it was also, like, in the original... Star Wars before they got redone. This the the saber did look a little bit more orange. David Tennant's back as well. Oh yeah. Oh, is he? Is he the guy? Is he from Clone Wars? Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, that's boss. We're getting live action David Tennant yeah. robot. Well, yeah, voice. <laughs> Professor Huang. So go on, who is the Mandalorian uh, character? I mean, on second view, I'm not sure if it was there or not. It looked like Kane from uh, Mandalorian, you know, the spy who flays Dr. Pershing's head. She's got like short hair. She's like the ex Imperial. She's Moff Gideon's spy on yeah, Coruscant. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I think St- you're right. Stands up and shoots at Ahsoka. I think it was her. I'm not sure on, on third viewing whether it was now, but. Um, okay, well, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, that looks like. That is going to make you Ahsoka your pants. Yeah. It's just Rebel Season 5. Isn't it? it is Rebel Season 5. I can't wait. Which I've, I've got a mate in work who's um, going to watch it. And I was like, have you seen Rebels? And he was like, no, but I think I'll be able to watch it without. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, every frame of that trailer has like a reference to Rebels in it. That's just going to be live action Season 5 of Rebels or something close. And he was like, 
I'm going to have to watch it, aren't I? Don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't mind to anyone out there listening, it is not a fucking person. Rebels yeah, is gr- sick. It's great. And um, we've even got a Rebels... It's only, sport- t- it's only four seasons, they're yeah. all 20 minutes long. Like it's- 20 minutes until when you get to the near the end episodes of each season where they're a little bit longer because of the PR, <laughs> yeah. like how good they get. The dramaticness. The, the- it very much leans into the kind of weirder side of the Force as well. Yeah, it does. The way some episodes in the Clone Wars did. Well, especially that final season, it gets gets very weird. Like but... what's the character that Tom Baker voices in? Oh God, yeah. I can't remember his name. Like like ends in O. It's got a funny name. Doctor Co- Who. Computer. Who does Tom Baker voice in Star Wars Rebels? Tom Baker plays Bendu in the show. Bendu. Star Bendu. Wars Rebels. That was it. Thank you, computer. Um... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I. Yeah, if you want to watch Rebels and then listen to our spoiler review, we've got one recorded where me and Pete just... Got... Was it me and Pete? Me and, me and you. Was it me and you? Yes. Quite forgettable, aren't you? We did, Clo- <laughs> we did Clone Wars and Rebels back to back. We did. I was during the lockdown binge. It was, and that's where you definitely got Disney... your nickname of the Star Wars correspondent. Yeah, because Disney Plus launched as lockdown started, so suddenly everyone has access to all these shows. And all these tinfoil hat people were like, Disney Plus caused coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> because how else are they going to launch their channel? <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I'm massively looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Um, I think it's nine episodes, is it? I don't know. I just don't want it to stop until... I mean, we Maul can't show up because it's long after he's dead, but I really in some way want Maul to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he, he physically cannot be the... Oh. Unless he also survived the fight with Obi-Wan. <laughs> Was it you who told me or showed me that Maul doesn't play Maul like as his voice. Um, no, it's Peter Serafin. No, yeah, it's... Peter Serafinowitz. He was you telling me that voices. Voices Maul in. Uh... No, actually, just in episode, just in the Phantom Menace, and then the the voice in the animated se- series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is... is the voice that they used. They brought Sam Witter, Sam Witwer, I think his name is, and they brought him back for that last scene in Solo, which I'm still fucking gutted didn't go anywhere. But I'm just more like, why? How? Why can he not voice his own voice? How how do you get to this point where you go, oh, he looks perfect, now speak, I am dark! <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's Ray Park in every, yeah, every live-action um, iteration, and they got him back for the uh, the fight scene with Ahsoka in Clone Wars Season 7, they mo-capped Ray Park mm. for that fight. Oh, did they? Yeah, but it's not his voice. How weird. Yeah. I've heard that it's not even his voice doing like that, oh, oh. Uh, you know, like making any kind of it grunting. must be a, a budget thing or something because, like, like, you know, they obviously couldn't get you McGregor for the Clone Wars, but they had um, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah, who... but just why not? I just just don't understand why in in Phantom Menace, Ben my Ben Parker can't do his own voice. It was one line. Who's Ben Parker? What was his name again? Ray Park. Ray Park. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uncle of Ben should voice yeah. Darth Maul. <laughs> Avenge me, Peter, for the Sith. <laughs> um, so yeah massively looking forward to that like you said it is just Rebel Season 5 and there's so I, much there to I think it came away. down to something too because Maul had a lot more lines in the original like script oh did he of, I've got the novelization of episode 1 of oh, there, of course which is have. which is based off the original script before they cut loads of scenes and he's got loads of dialogue in it so Peter Serafinez was brought in obviously to be like a bit of a better voice for it and they cut it all out yeah what um, there was something else about this actually you were trying to figure out when it's set because you said that you pointed out there's a scene in it which looks exactly like the final scenes yeah. from. So the shot where a ship's flying away from that like tower. 
Yeah. Is um, bang for bang, frame for frame. Straight after where Rebel Season 4 ends. Yeah. Which I think coincides exactly with the celebration going on in the galaxy when um, the second Death Star explodes. explodes. Well, that's what was implied at the end of Season 4. Um, but I think if it does do start off like that, there will be a little time jump. I would imagine. It will, I, yeah. I, 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 would, I doubt it would carry on straight after for the, for the duration of the show. I think it would finish off that scene and then it would be like three years later or whatever. I'll have to find out. But yeah, very much looking forward to Ahsoka. And speaking of Star Wars, now we can get into... Imperial March! Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> 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 the Mandalorian. <laughs> that was actually a really good impression, actually. Can you do it again? It's better than Boba Fett! <laughs> Or, or Bad Batch, which is just... <laughs> yeah, just a, a military drumbeat. Yeah, and when it comes up, skip intro. I'm like, what am I skipping? Yeah. So I think it'll take me longer to press like two skip seconds. and load. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bad Batch and Mandalorian both came out kind of and crossed over throughout March. And as Bibby coined the term, which as we've earlier pointed out, no one seemed to catch on. Imperial, Imperial March. March. We had two Star Wars shows running and both were getting... Well, you know what? What I find really mad is no one was talking about Bad Batch. And I don't know if it's because Mandalorian was running. I don't think anyone was really talking about it in season one either. And then, um, Because I was talking to Pete about you it. You've got to stop tapping your foot on there. I bet you that's getting picked up on the Nah. Um, like, I like Bad Batch, but it is always just a little bit lame. <laughs> like, like, it had really great moments, but like overall... I feel like I'm just waiting for something to happen. I feel like Bad Batch is only good when Crosshair's in it. He's, yeah. He's the proper antagonist, and he brings out the, the darkest side of them, what they have to do. and what The, be- and the, the, best, the best episode in the in season two was his episode, where it was him and Cody going on that mission to that independent planet that didn't want to join the Empire. Yeah. Do you remember? And then like it shows how good he is as a sniper. He has that really cool trick shot where it like bounces off a coin midair. Yeah, like... yeah, throws, <laughs> throws the mirror. That's a great episode, and the rest of the of the of the batch weren't in it. Yeah, and any and there was no. There's also the episode where he is stationed on a because that's actually one cool story. We've kind of re, it's the bad batch is being told to say this is what happened and how they got rid of the clones yeah. and how they brought in the stormtroopers and how they actually mistreated the clones. Um, and whilst that's a good story, it feels so background to the Bad Batch themselves, who are like going, "We're the A Team of Space." Yeah, it's like they just have to be there while other stuff's going on. It's just a vehicle for like wrapping certain parts of the timeline up. It yeah. feels like, isn't it? Like I just get like the Pabu episode's fucking horrendous. Is that the one where they're racing on the? On no, the... I didn't mind that one. It's where it's where they go to like essentially space Hawaii, and then there's a tsunami. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode is just like, oh, isn't it so peaceful here? We could really have a life here. And then there's a tsunami, and it's like, oh no, we'll have to stay and rebuild. And it was just so. It was one of the worst episodes of TV I've ever seen in my life. It didn't make any sense. I didn't. <laughs> I know what you mean. Actually, I remember I was like going when uh, in my head I was going, what's going to happen is 
they're going to get traced and it's going to be like, we would love to stay here, but we're forever going to be on the run yeah. because we are the bad batch. And then but instead it of it just came, being a safe haven for them. Yeah, and then what's funny is it's like, oh, the one time they're there, a tsunami happens. <laughs> and then and what I liked as well is when there hasn't been one in, in 30 years. I'm like, sorry, 30 years? <laughs> so how long have you been building down there since it happened? <laughs> That means, look at these buildings. Yeah, where, where's the defences? Where's yeah. like the force field or something that would stop it from we happening? We thought it wouldn't happen for at least another 40 years. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. that was a weird episode. For me, the, the, the racing one was really annoying because whilst it, this was the thing... This it was so. Was up it on and down. Tatooine? Was it pod racing? It was, I think it was pod racing. Yeah. It was always some uh, like a variation of pod racing, um, but what was more annoying about it is he'd just come off the back of some really serious episode, and then the next episode was Golly Gee, we gotta go and and just have a few. Yeah. If only someone could race on this. Uh, to, 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 someone with the mind of a robot could race in this pod. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on Mando Land, we were getting a slow burner, mm. which people I don't think I don't know what people expect of Mandalorian because one, it's always been a slow burner. Yeah. Two, it is ultimately side quest the show, which I have no problem with. I've never seen it that way. I I've it. How is it not? If if, if name it, me an episode where he doesn't side quest. The first episode. The first episode yeah, is himself in itself. Grogu. Yeah, but he doesn't even want to do that. He wants to get paid and fuck. He's in the it's, it in itself is a whole side quest that he ends up being stuck well, on. No, I think you're you're misunderstanding what a side quest is and what a plot is. <laughs> the plot of that episode is him going to find Grogu. No, that's not a side quest. That's just the point of the episode. Plots thicken. <laughs> side quests dilute. No, I I don't know. I still think it's still side quest to show, but I've got no issue with that. And then also, if, how... it, if it if it was, which I disagree, that that season three was a more concentrated version of that. It stood out a lot more. The, but it was like I, I, I just remember that I, like I didn't have any issue with anything in particular, other than maybe it just wrapped up almost too nicely at the end. Well. I, I think the way it wraps up is, is, to, is to tee up this new Dave Filoni movie that's apparently going to wrap up. Well, we're getting the Mandalorian season four. Wrap first, up Star aren't, Wars. Aren't we? No, but all the... And Star Wars ended. <laughs> the star, star piece has done. <laughs> no, it'll be... Galaxy piece. It'll be... Because like, you've got Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, um, Ahsoka, hmm. uh, maybe Andor. That's not really a Filoni-ish one, is it? No. They, they, they've all got loose ends, and this Dave Filoni movie that's coming out is apparently going to be like a like wrap up all of those things, like a super movie where everything's going to cross over into that. Andor definitely part of that because Andor is set before A New Hope. Yeah. So, so, it, so, so all the other Filoni, so all the other yeah. Filoni stuff is set after Return. Yeah. So that that that's what the and if if it was to do like end of season two was that them having their own little house is like okay that's cool but something's coming and it's going to be the movie that's exciting. But what are they going to do in season four? They're going to have to end it in a similar way. Um, because that that feels like it could be the last ever episode of Mandalorian. That's like a happy ending, isn't it? I know, it? yeah. It just went, and then everything's done. And now they well, live outside, outside of town. And although it was it. called The Spies, and you just pointed that out to me. You know, the internet pointed out to me, and I told you, and you'd already caught on. But what the hell? Why was it called The Spies? I don't know. I've seen a few people think the armorer was the other spy. 
but there was never really any evidence for that. It was never revealed. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless like, the Mandalorians that they found wandering the surface were the spies, because they were spying on the status of the planet or something. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I think that'll come out as something else. There's something there's something hidden there for the spies. I do, I do agree, though. I think it was unfairly treated. I think the first, I think, three or four episodes were really good. And then it, it did go a little bit soggy in the middle. Um, but I enjoyed every episode. I think that's what people people seem to forget. So go, are you actually enjoying it though? Forget about the consistency and the linearity of something. Just just put that aside for just a moment and just ask, are you enjoying it? So does it matter? I know that there was that one episode where they do the jump, and whilst they do the jump, there's a whole episode of something else involving the Doctor. That was a great episode. Exactly. I really and then they arrive that. at the end and they're, ba- and they're on man- on, uh, they've gone to meet the man. Yeah. Um, that was a great episode. Because that was showing like um, Empire and like officers being reintegrated into society, which is not something you've ever thought of before. And no, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. You have to. And then it kind of implies they're brainwashed, which I didn't really like. Because it kind of showed that, like, it like makes the empire up. Because it's kind of showing another side to the empire of, like, oh, okay, not everyone's bad. And then it's like, okay, maybe they chose to be there. And it's like, no, they were brainwashed into working for the empire. That makes them seem a little bit less evil. No, because I think you forget in if is in rebels. I think it's in rebels where they go onto a training camp. I can't remember why they have to go, but they go onto a a, a training camp for troopers mm. and. They have them from a young age, and that's what means brainwashed. It's like they're, they're trained. Indoctrinated. They're indoctrinated. It's mm-hmm. more like that, like they're, they, they're being brought up. The same way that the clones were raised to be like, the, the, just, they're born as kids and raised to be soldiers. Yeah, these, these troopers, don't get me wrong, they're getting adults in, but they were getting kids as well. Mm. They were stealing them, and they were, they were like killing planets and take, like doing a bit of the Thanos. Yeah, fair thing. enough. So I think that's what it meant. And obviously with some it sticks, you know, they're going to get rid of that thing. We don't know if he died, because at the end... Stop doing that! At the end, um, Kane turns up the dial on the Mind Flayer, and he's, like, being, like, tortured, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, don't know what happens to him, do we? Is he going to show up again, and, like, he's obviously... It's safe to say he's completely lobotomised. I don't know, because they needed his research, because he's, like, the clone expert. I know, but they're trying to get rid of that from being in, in the hands of the... New Republic, and they clearly want to keep it in the hands of, well, the, the Empire. Yeah. So I think that's why they were like going, seeing it. Would he snap, and would he be willing to do it? And then I think the, the fact that what that was that was so many pieces being moved board. One, she was doing that to kind of get in good with the New Republic to make them trust her. Look, I, I, I'll be a mole. But two, I think she was doing that to see, could he be coerced into doing his research? And if he can... He's a danger. He's a danger because yeah. no one... We need this research, only us. So he's even... She, and the reason they pick on him to begin with is because he's trying to get that research to the New Republic anyway and they won't let him... So they're going, yeah, like, they're probably yeah. not going to cave. But if someone was to approach him about it and not be the Empire... But they seemingly have everything they need as well, so I guess that does make sense, because, like, Gideon's clones, he says at the end, like, he's like, these are going to be Force-sensitive clones, mm. which is obviously... A li- Why the Grogu thing was a whole thing. Yeah, but, but that's obviously what they're leading towards the sequels, because they're trying to create a clone for Palpatine that's Force-sensitive that they can transfer his essence into. Mm. Because like that, that, that uh, was, book on my shelf, Shadow of the Sith, me and Pete read it, is basically um, Ray's dad, who was one of the failed Palpatine clones, mm-hmm. who was not Force-sensitive. 
So there must have been loads of them failed ones. And Gideon's are the first ones that have like been had any kind of element of success. But they hadn't had the force put in them yet. He said that they were they were gonna they were going to be. They hadn't had it happen yet. Mm. But oh no! Oh, did he say they had? No, because that's why they opened their eyes. I think they were. Yeah. I think yeah, and then they just killed them instantly before they could react. But that's what uh, Operation Necromancer is going to be, isn't it? But then you've got this. Is what I mean, so you've got Mando going on about the clones, and Bad Batch is really going into the clones. Yeah. So they're really going into setting I, up the sequels. Setting up the sequels. Trying to make them relevant. Well, <laughs> same way that they had to save the. Do you know what? It is making me want to rewatch the prequels because, like, it's, I feel like they are making it more. I th- I feel like the, the the interest level was always there, but it wasn't clear enough. And whether or not this is clearing up what was always there, or whether they're just adding to it to make it seem like it makes sense, the end result's the same, isn't it? Really, it's intriguing. I just think it's it's quite funny how you would think the movies would be more important than the shows, really. But as time's going to go on, for the linearity and, th- and, I, I, and story, yeah. like you've just said, tying up all loose ends, the shows are really doing all the work. I mean, and the books... It just works better as a TV show, I think. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. The original trilogy is great. But it's kind of put together like a TV show, really. And then when they and then because of the success of that, they made the prequels and they tried to make them really cinematic and dead movie like. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like them because it's like this is too different to what we actually like. And what's dead enjoyable as well is if you read the Star Wars comics and the Darth Vader comics, they're obviously set between those films. Mm-hmm. There's this big gaps in it's the years between explore, them, yeah. and it just doesn't make it makes it so much more interesting. But this is why I think Bad Batch failed, because whilst Bad Batch had this really interesting thing going on in it, it didn't capitalise on it. And every time we went back to the Batch itself, they were so far removed from this clone story yeah, that, doing their own thing. that it became really annoying dealing with them. It was Yeah, I wanted to know, like the episode where um, Crosshair gets sent to that snowy planet. Yeah, it was so And then good. he helps save the clone, drags him back, and then the guy shoots him. And they're only going to pick up Stormtrooper armor, which is going to be what's going to be replacing them in the future. So it's just kind of like hiring your own replacement kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and it was like, and and they being... said it was like the most important thing you've got to get yeah. it. And it was like, it's just new armor. It's just new armor, which is not going to matter to them in the long run. Yeah, and also it's re- totally replaceable. They're making out like it's, it's calm. Yeah, and it was like, it, as you say, it was like rolling your eyes every time it went back to the, the main bad batch. You're like, mm. fuck uh, which and, just... then they, and they did that thing that they always, always do in The Walking Dead, where like they drop a one little kind of like crumb of like like at the end you find out that that uh, the Doctor is Omega's sister, so I'm guessing another Django Fett clone. Yeah, it's like, well, tell me about that now. Well, like, because <laughs> the next season's gonna be the last one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, the end of the Bad Batch, the final episode, the final episode, I didn't know was the final episode. I didn't either. And the way it ended, I was like, right. So there must be one next week. And then next week came, and there wasn't one. <laughs> and I googled it, and I was like, and that's how we're ending this season? It was terrible how it ended. That ended. I mean, I was, it was a good ending. It was just a sad ending. No, I don't think so. I think it ended too aloof. It was just like, not enough. Da, 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 da. Bad batch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was. It was just like, it just ended, and I just, I was fuming, and not in a good way. I, I just was fuming. <laughs> Whereas, like we again compared to Mandalorian, tied off, tied up everything nicely, very nicely. Um, oh, all right, Hollywood ending over here. That's what, <laughs> so that we want. Yeah, we want everyone to live, and you want everyone to have a nice oh. happy ending. 
Grogu was so good in this series, by the way. He was, but they threw him too much. What do you mean they threw him? Like, it was quite clear in his fast jumps they were just getting the puppet going, Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't move when it was in midair, and they picked him up too much, and he doesn't look very real when they're, like, picking him up. When they're holding him, fair enough. When they're, like, picking him up from the floor. I disagree. There was moments where he was doing stuff, and I was like, that's the most movement we've seen out of him. And it actually gives and when him... And he, when he's running on that girder away from the droids, yeah. at the top, and his little legs are, like, out in front of him almost, and he's just <laughs> doing that. And his whole body's just, like, his arms are moving at a different pace to him. <laughs> I think it looked a little bit cheesy and then bad at times, but I think they tried to do too much with him. No, I, I especially like to get... <laughs> they put him in the robots. <laughs> yes, I, yes, yes, I yes. I don't think he should be in the. Yes. <laughs> the first minute he did that, I burst out laughing. I was like, this is going to be half the show now. Well, yeah, because of the shot immediately afterwards where he's walking down like the, the street in Navarro. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then he reaches in to grab the fruit and he has to stop him. It's like like if a dog had arms, just yeah. like do, doing what he wants all the time. And then he just leads over to him after he's sorted out and goes, this isn't working for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good. It was a good season. Uh, I think I judged it too harshly because I think the dip in the middle was quite severe. The the episode where like it was kind of uh, what's the dip? It's it's the episode with Lizzo and Jack Black. Not because of them. It's just it's just the whole and, and Christopher Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I could barely make out what he was saying. You know, don't the so slurry. He is in, he is in the, one of the most perfect trilogies of all time. Mister Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> He's good in that, to be fair. Um, no, yeah, it just, it just, it just, like it was. That was the most side questy episode, and there was just no thread running through it at all. It was just like they'd got a bunch of like, like, like scenes from old episodes and put them together. I didn't. Mind. The chase scene was really good with the super yeah. battle droid. Really yeah. like that. When he was like testing out which one had gone rogue, well, it made me feel a bit sorry for the battle droid. It was like he'd gone sentient. And they were just killing him. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, and the battle between um, Bo-Katan and the, the leader of the Mandalorian tribe, I can't yeah, remember his Captain name. Chin, whatever he's called. <laughs> um, that was good. That that choreography in the fight was really good. But like overall, it was just very. I just didn't understand what, what Christopher Lloyd's character's motivation was. He was like, ah, I I want I I you know I'm a separatist, right? Yeah. And. What has that got to do with what you're doing? Because what was he doing? I he was remember. infecting. Uh, he was putting bad code into, into the droids. droids so that they would fuck it, fucking go about and maybe even kill. No, oh, I think it was because that colony uh, was very reliant on droids, and the, and they were like, why don't you just deactivate the droids if they're killing people? And it was like because like it would be much more damaging to take them all offline because a lot of the jobs and stuff are done by droids and like other society would just fall apart. Mm. So he was kind of making it fall apart by. Damaging the droids in an underhanded way. Yeah, but what? Um, yeah, but there's two things. One, he could have just shut it down. And two, what do you mean you're you're with you're, you're a separatist? Do you know how what the separatists use? Droids, <laughs> lots and lots yeah, of droids. But the droids weren't separatists. Were was they? he that... doing it because no, it, was just the, it, was, it was the separatist droids now being used for basic labour and yeah, not being the... possibly? It was very. It was I did like the droid explained. bar. Yeah, that was cool. Because it's very kind of vague in Star Wars as to whether the droids are sentient or not. They they definitely seem to want to to serve. They're kind of like Dobby in Harry Potter, Dobby's people. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But if that's the case, like why have they got a bar where they go to refresh and unwind between it was, it was, serving 
like it was to lubricate. It was to give them and to give themselves yeah, but good to, coding. But to make it a bar it was really weird. It was a very humanoid thing to do. They drink oil in a glass like a, I liked that. I liked it too, but it was just really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been a good concept in another franchise, I, I think, what? but in Star Wars, it just... Why it, was it... What, what, I don't know. What, it, just, it just didn't seem to nestle in with the, with the world very well. It, you know what it was more like? It, now you've said that, it's a very Futurama thing, that. Yeah, it is. Where, the, where, the, the, where they take something a human would do and just make a very slight adjustment to it so a robot could yeah, do it. but also the robot's drinking. Like, yeah. if they all run off alcohol. Yeah, if yeah. you'd put that in this, it'd turn out C-3PO has been wasted the whole time. <laughs> it would have made so much sense. <laughs> Um, must be it going on. So, yeah. What was your favorite? So, what was your favorite episode, Amanda? Um, favorite episode and favorite bit. <laughs> the bit I like the most, I think, it's so dumb, is when he was with the Anzellans, um, trying to fix IG Eleven. Yeah. And it, and Grogu kept hugging them, <laughs> and they were like, "Bad baby." <laughs> and he was like, "Sorry, he's young," and he'd stop him, and he'd go, ah, and hug him again. <laughs> That made me laugh a lot. My favourite episode was either the finale, I think that was a very Star Warsy finale, or I can't remember what happened in the main bit, but I just remember the dogfight he has with the pirates, and, yeah. and the, what's the name of the, the main pirate? He shouldn't have killed off, he was a good villain, something shard, kind oh, of green, God, green yeah. planty guy. Yeah, um, That dogfight was really good as well, I really liked that. Okay. The way he just kind of owns them all. Alright, yeah, yeah. Bad Batch, my best episode was probably it was one of the crosshair ones. I think probably the one where he where he goes to that snowy planet and and kind of has a change of heart. Yeah, almost. yeah. And he actually turns against the Empire. And favorite moment. Are we doing spoilers? Yeah, we're doing spoilers. It was text. oh sorry, hold on, I forgot that. <laughs> Spoiler review. <laughs> now continue. It was text death because it just pulled at all the right heartstrings. Text death. Because totally it, came out of nowhere. Because he kind of becomes more... He, he was the one who has less of a character development than the others. And throughout this season, like, it kind of implies in that episode where they get stuck in the caves that he, like, struggles with autism, which I'd I, I kind of always assumed. Mm. But it, to hear him say it was quite kind of like, oh, okay, that makes his character make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, and then also he's... He seems to get a romantic interest yeah. who he doesn't jump on. And then they kind of leave it as in, like... I thought it was kind of setting it up. Like, he realises once they've left the planet that she likes him yeah. and he'll do something when he comes back. It's kind of like just as he's getting his life together, he realises, oh, I have to make this sacrifice. No, he doesn't think he's making the sacrifice, does he? think he's no. just make it, taking a risk. And then he's hanging on the thing and then he's like, get up here, that's an order. When have we ever followed orders? And then, yeah. oh... That was such a good thing. I also thought they called it executing plan. Is it Plan 99? Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I know what that means already. <laughs> you should see Plan 69. But then but then they're going to patch his um, absence with Crosshair, aren't they? He's obviously, they've always set, set him up to come back. Uh, is he dead? Yeah. We've only got goggles. I know it's... Star Wars, but he fell from very high up. I know, but do you know what I'm thinking happened? What? I'm thinking that, uh, what's his name? He landed on a lilo. Uh, what's his name with the gauzy eye? 99? No, the, no, the, uh, the rebel activist who that was on that Oh, planet. Saul Guerrero. So, Saul Guerrero. I have this weird feeling that it's going to be like, Saul Guerrero decided to come back for the Bad Batch. Swoops up underneath. So, no, I'd, I'd hate that. I have a feeling he's, no, he's going to be... because that was a good deserved death. Why would you only find his goggles? It's not like when he hits the floor, he turns to flower. 
It was poof. <laughs> Why would it just be his goggles? I don't know, because they fell off and went another way. Mm, okay. Um, for me, best episode of Mando was... I feel it was... It is one of those first episodes, because it was just like... I think it is the, fir- the first step. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to go with... The Dr. Pershing episode. Yes, actually, the more I think about that episode, I think about that episode. It was just... There was so much going on, and so so much was unsettled, and I bet Do you know, you there's so, so much double standards about that episode, because like, I know the people who didn't like it didn't like it, but the people who loved it loved that train bit, you know, where it's like a space subway train. Going through Coruscant. Oh, yeah, that was sick. Really cool. But it's just like an Earth train that's flying. Like, the couplings and everything mm. are the same. And I remember those same people kicking off about um, the diner in Attack of the Clones. They're like, well, it's a space diner on Coruscant. That's such an Earth thing. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's an Earth... Essentially an Earth train. train like, it's yeah. fantasy. You can have what you want. It's like, you know, the other guy who does Star Wars Theory who's kicking off about there being bricks in Andor. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> People will arrive at the same conclusions, won't they? Like you need to build something. And then someone put Bricks out, are pretty good at that. Bricks are in the in uh, what's his name anyway in the prequels. Someone showed a scene. Oh, are they? Yeah, with well, clearly <laughs> bricks. Because um, you also get that bit in there where you go. This is the only part of Coruscant showing. I liked that. That's in one of those Harry Republic books. Oh, is it? Yeah. Why is it? Why is, is there something about why Coruscant no, isn't be, built on the ground? It's be, no, totally it's because Coruscant was just like a normal planet ages and ages and ages ago, and then they then they've been built up to that point now where there's no room for any of the the original fauna or flora to exist anymore. And that's the tip of a mountain. Oh, is it? Yeah. So that's the only part of like. Of why are we not going below the sub levels <laughs> and seeing what's there? Because that'd be very interesting. No, it's just landscape, but it's not there anymore because it's been so heavily built on and built up and built up that that's the, that's the tip of a mountain. I know, but I'm picturing, like, you know, again, the Futurama mutants living under the city. <laughs> um, so that was my favourite episode, and my favourite bit would have to be it was when the Mandalorians meet the Mandalorians. I liked that. That was a bit much for me. I really was like tense and I really like this meeting and I thought this is what it's built on. Oh, by the way, I'm going to have this conversation now so people at home can have this conversation. Who is the Mandalorian? Din Djarin. No. I'm not having any of these other bullshit explanations. It's the spirit of Mandalore who's the real Mandalorian. Uh, just, it's uh, Bo-Katan. The show is called The Mandalorian. Yeah, and it's always been Din Djarin. And it's all, Grogu's always been in it. He could be the Mandalorian. No, he, he hasn't been a Mandalorian for the whole thing, has he? No, but it's about him becoming the Mandalorian. No. He even goes. No, he, you shit. even think Horse he's shit. being taken such, to it's be such, a Jedi. It's such a backsplanation. A backsplanation. It's, it's like it's like it's like getting to the end of the show and going, maybe the real Mandalorian was Grogu all along. It clearly wasn't the case. But it was because no, you think he's, he's on all, like he, the Mandalorian is Din Djarin. He's on all the posters. Why is he the Mandalorian? Because he's he's because it's made out like because he's an isolated. He's uh, not even fra- he's not even born Mandalorian. It was a foundling. Doesn't matter. He's Mandalorian now. He's taking the creed. So what you're saying is, it doesn't matter where you're from, as long. As... I'm not saying there aren't other Mandalorians in but the show. But Grogu is the Mandalorian. There's other Mandalorians in the show, but he's the Mandalorian that the show follows. It doesn't follow Grogu. Yeah, because he's with the Mandalorian. Because he is a Mandalorian. He's, yeah, but he's not the Mandalorian. That he's not the titular Mandalorian. And also, that's Din Djarin. And is it also not about the Mandalorian as a whole? Like, like is well, that, that program being called no, the Sheep? Then it would be, and there being lots of no, sheep in it. Because the plural is Mandalorians. It would be called the Mandalorians if that was the case. Uh, is it? Is the plural Mandalorians? Yes. Mm. 
Mandalorian. There are two Mandalorians. See, that seems like you're forced. No, I'm that. not. That's what it is. Ask computer. They're not gonna know. Why won't Why won't computer know? Computer. Computer. Have you unplugged it? No, I've been, I've been here the whole time. Computer. What's the plural of Mandalorian? From filmschoolrejects.com. While not pluralized, the Mandalorian could still stand in for the people. Ah, no, no, yeah, the Mandalorian people. No, but that's just that's just from an that's just from an article. Yeah, on the but website. that's the point. She a good point. You talk about the Mandalorian people. You talk about the Mandalorian people. Yeah, well, you could say that about the human people, but it's still humans. No, but it's like a program not being called the the Chinese person and not the Chinese. No, <laughs> I'm not having that. <laughs> syntax <laughs> syntax changes on a word to word basis, and that also doesn't make any sense. What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you can make all the arguments you can't you can't and I can I can see where you're coming from with the arguments, but they are at their core absolute horseshit. I, Everyone though like for the for the sake of the for the sake of the audience, um what's his name? Um Carl Weathers character. Yeah. Calls him Mando? Yeah. It's not called the Mando show. No, I know, but like he's the, the Mandalorian and for this and for the sake of the audience, now there's loads of Mandalorians in it. They have to make make extra shots. It's like you know when you look at the shot of them all, and you've got um, Bo-Katan's tribe, or like the blues, blues and greys and whites, and then you've got uh, the other one that the armorer is with, the covert Dinjarins. Mm. Uh, they're all very colourful and like very vibrant colours, and then you've got like a shiny Beskar man in the middle of them. <laughs> like, mm, I wonder who is the main character. <laughs> I'm not saying that there isn't a main character, but I'm saying that the show name can allude to so much at once. The main character. Is the name... Oh, fuck off, Jay. <laughs> his name... And now his name isn't the Mandalorian, but he is quite very clearly the Mandalorian that's being referred to in the title. It's Din Djarin. We'll never know. We, I know. <laughs> I've just told you. Uh, compared to Din Grogu. Yeah. But I'm just going on about the fact that's his name now. He's yeah, got, no, he's no. Now, every, every season he gets another part of his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it is something. No, it is true. Um... No, I, um, yeah, did I say what my favourite part was? Yeah, my favourite part was the Mandalorians. So I don't actually, my favourite part was the, the, the Mandalorians what, the meeting. What, the what meeting? The Mandalorian people <laughs> meeting. Oh, the Mandalorian battle between the, that that was, you know, actually, the there is something one. I do want to speak about. What? So, Moff Gideon in this was Moff Exposition. He literally, everything he did was him just explaining his evil plan or explaining a scene to the character. It was really odd. Mm. And not like his character before, who was silent and quiet and spe- spoke, only spoke when you sp- sp- yeah, speak but, when spoken to. Yeah, but to. he was never really on the verge of defeat, was he? Not very often. That, that's when, yeah, when, you think, when, you, when you think you're going to lose, a character like that will want to share his genius because he wants to go out knowing how clever he was. When he culturally appropriates Mandalorian people <laughs> and when so he captures Din Djarin and immediately begins at this monologue he's had playing on as you can see I've got, got this armour and I can do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this no I don't know like, you acting like he's the first villain not to monologue no I'm no I'm not saying that he's, he's not the first but what is odd for his character because the previous seasons he doesn't do that He's really closed mouths. He's Johnny Tight Lips. And then in this... <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. But in this, it was just like any given excuse. 
It was like, like, like you just said, you, do you know how you know that those clones were going to be force sensitive? Yeah, because he said it. Because he told but him. But how else would you find out? Expo- Why did it matter? Because the audience, if that's a good thing for the audience to know, exposition has to happen. Exposition it, it, has to it, happen. It's whether or not you do it well. But uh, what else is he going to do? Like, like it'll say a sign on the fucking tank saying, four sensitive Gideon clones. And then Bando will be like, yeah. oh yeah, I know that now as a character. I, feel, I didn't have a problem. I feel with that. there was another way to do it. Like you had Bo-Katan there as well. Bo-Katan is extremely smart. You could have had her look at the readings and go, "These aren't just any old clones." These... She's not gonna know what a midichlorian count is. Actually, are you kidding me? She well boned Obi Wan. She <laughs> she's had a middle boned one. She's had a midichlorian count within her. No, but Obi Wan bangs the team. It was oh, his it was sister. Yeah, yeah. She was she was banging adjacent. <laughs> Bang adjacent. <laughs> But that's beside the point. Um, uh, what about Bab, uh, Bab Batch? Favorite episode is it's got to be one of the crosshair ones. It's the, it's the crosshair one with, on the the snow one. Yeah. But my favorite moment would probably be it was seeing him on the other the other crosshair episode where he the conversation with Cody. Yeah, at the end, and Cody being like. I'm walking away, and across her just not understanding. And I thought that was really cool as well, because yeah. like, it, it was showing the clones catching on. And for me, that's one of the better stories of why Palpatine does this. Because he knows once he orders, or he executes Order sixty six, they'll be blind to it and just follow orders. But they're clever; they will at some point start questioning their orders. Yeah, especially like, when why did we do that? So he has to get rid of all evidence. Mm. He's constantly three steps ahead, Palpatine, and it's it, it was fantastic. Um, what are we rating? What are you rating, Mando? <laughs> oh, uh, really? A hamster noise? A hamster noise. I thought that was tricky. Because it's kind of like, you know, the Book of Boba Fett where there was, there was really bad ones mm. and there was some really good ones that elevated it. Yeah, but the good ones were just Mandalorian 2.5. <laughs> and also, can I point out that it isn't wrong for you to knock on this one and say it's not as good as the others because don't forget how season two ended. It was the perfect 10 out of 10 season that we had Luke come yeah, back with our two really and everything. Good. Spoilers. Um, um, I don't know. Cause, Cause I think the first going into the penultimate episode, that was very slow until like they took off at the end and then the finale was really good. And there were a couple of very kind of drawn out episodes, probably a seven. Oh wow, that's I think that's quite low. I was gonna yeah. go for I was gonna go with an eight, just because of the the kind of weird inconsistency. But I still happily enjoyed it, and I still think it's one of the best Star Wars pieces of Star Wars media out there. What that season? I think Mando as a whole. No, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I I, I think the problem is is that Dave Filoni and and John Favreau are having. T- it sounds like such a shit criticism. I think they're having too much fun right in the Mandalorian. Bastards to the to the point where they sometimes forget about linear story and go oh we'll just take a break from story and we'll do this we'll do this for a bit no you know what was actually really good in this which made me go ha ha and I, I actually appreciate it uh, when they go at light speed Grogu can see the force whales oh flying, yeah yeah that was good like going through it and I was like rebels reference yeah yeah and then I, but then again and it made me think of like for, I know that I've got a friend who I sometimes listens to the show he's called Liam and uh, he hated that side of Rebels. He was like, <laughs> they just went too far with space whales. Well, they're canon in live action now as well, so... I know, so... Um, so, yeah, I'm saying eight and you're saying seven. Yeah. Bad batch. I can't give it the same as Mandalorian. 
If Mandalorian's a seven, Bad Batch has to be about six. I was going to say six. Yeah. I still enjoyed it, but like you said, it was a bit lame. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the, I think if it wasn't for the Crosshair episodes, I wouldn't give that much of a shit and it'd be lower. Yeah. I think this was really poor writing because I think there's a show there that they wanted to write. Yeah. And they painted themselves in the corner with, we've got this A-team to deal with. There were, there were points where I got like halfway through an episode and I was just like, did they think this was good when they were making it? <laughs> like there's no there's nothing happening in it there's no there's no stakes like the storyline that is I, I think I am meant to care like that Pabu episode man 0 <laughs> out of 10 I thought the story was going to be about them trying to get their ship back because it gets stolen and that yeah. thing and I thought it was also about them going. I knew they were going to get turned over by uh, what's his name but and I thought it was going to be a double it took too long to build to that and they got the ship back far too quickly what I, did, what I did like about that episode, I don't think it's been confirmed yet. I think that episode was set on a planet called Elfrona, which until then had only appeared in the High Republic books. Okay. But it fits the description. You know, like every like planet in Star Wars has a theme. You have like the city planet of Coruscant. Yeah. And the snow the snow planet of Hoth. And, and this is like a... It's an ore planet. So there's loads of mines with loads of ore. They're very rich in ore. Right. And the, uh, the kind of horse... Um, Stampede they're chased by. They look like the way the Steelies are described, in which is like the horse kind of animals on Elfrona from the High Republic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like how all the High Republic stuff's like bleeding into Star Wars now, ready for this acolyte show that's coming out. So, Imperial March as a whole, what would you give Imperial March? Because uh, it was every, every Wednesday, wasn't it? Every right? Wednesday, you got double Star Wars shows. I did look forward to it, to be fair. When I, when I knew that I got home that night, I had two Star Wars things. Yeah. There. I was like, which one should I watch first? Um, it was a good thing to have. I'd probably give it an eight as a, as a thing. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. But it wasn't perfect by no, any means. No. And it's something would you'd like it to be something they do in the future, like the next next March they do two seasons of something. Yeah, I think it, I think Wars. it would be good because I think it kind of it it stops the fatigue a little bit because if they had gone all of. Because Bad Batch is about three months worth of content, wasn't it? It's yeah, like yeah. well of episodes. They do like three months of 16 that. 16 episodes. And then straight away start The Mandalorian. I kind of like, I want a little palate cleanser in between. Yeah. When they have the perfect thing for that now, annoyingly. Like, they, they, they can do, they have like Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Marvel Star, Star Wars, Wars Marvel. Marvel. Oh, who would have thought with the day where we're going, ah, oh, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, <laughs> Star Wars, Marvel. <laughs> we don't know where we're alive. <laughs> Uh, tell us what you thought of Imperial March. What did you think of the Bad Batch? What did you think of the Mandalorian? Who is the Mandalorian? Let us know <laughs> by emailing us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. Don't forget to visit the website at www.talknerdy.uk where you can see tons of old spoiler reviews for Star Wars stuff. Um, you can listen to all other episodes. There's tons of blogs. There's a few vlogs on there. And there's also other podcasts on there, including Tell Me Again, which, as Dan said, they came back with a singular episode <laughs> season uh, comparing The Last of Us to The Last of Us. Uh, no, that was, ep- that was episode three of season three. It's just a year to take to- <laughs> <laughs> to finish that season we're still in the in the midst of, of doing that season as and when we can because we're both busy boys uh so yeah i do have a request i'd like to put out into the nerdyverse okay if you'll allow so i've i've been writing a book for the last couple of years oh yes and i've nearly finished editing it it's not it's, not, it's only a second draft so it's not gonna be finished finished but when i start giving it out for feedback i'm gonna start working on or coming up with ideas for a prequel comic to it as a kind of like tie-in Mm. I need an artist for that. So if anyone out there feels like collaborating 
doing some comic book art. It's only very early days. I'm not even written, started writing the script for it. It's only ideas. But if anyone's interested in uh, joining forces with me for that, uh, throw me a bone. It's called The Dandelorian. The Dandelorian. <laughs> and I'll never say who it is. <laughs> uh, and on that bombshell, thank you, Dan. Thank you, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a prick. I'll always say it. And we're off to go see uh, Dungeons and Dragons now. And then we're going to watch Mario as well. So we might end. We might. (laughs) Woohoo! No, it's (laughs) woohoo. Speed it up in post. (laughs) Can you you imagine? It's like on The Simpsons where they meet the voice actor for Rona and it. (laughs) She goes, Can you do the beep beep? And he goes, Actually, I just did it once. They double it in post. (laughs) She goes, Meep! (laughs) That reminds me of. What was the name of the old. What's the name of the the really old fellow in the Doctor Who? And don't say fucking the doctor. Tom I mean, Baker. no, I mean like uh, what's his name's dad, Wilfred Wilf. Yeah, him as an actor, Bernard Bernard Cribbins was he Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. He's he's got a, a sharp wit. And have you seen that episode of um, Nevermind the Buzzcocks? Where was he on that? He was on an episode of Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which if you're not from Britain, it's like a music based quiz show. And showed a scene of um, the looking at a, a frame of Robbie Williams singing on the wing of a plane but the plane is obviously grounded in an airport and Bernard Cribbins just quick as soon as the frame comes up goes I know interesting fact about this they actually had to green screen in the uh, airport they did this while the plane was in flight (laughs) (laughs) and Noel Fielding burst out laughing goes do you want to come work on the bush with me (laughs) Uh, so yeah on that note I've been Jay thank you Jay Fuck you. <laughs> you wanted me to thank you. <laughs> you've been Dan, whether you like it or not. Ah! Dan. And uh, we've been talking nerdy. Keep, Keep talking nerdy. That was a horrible harmony you did at the end. <laughs> I was just shouting.